You are listening to the Ingredients for Success podcast, where you can consume dietary supplement industry best practices, trends, recent news, and other insights provided through interviews and discussions with members of the Stratum team and seasoned industry execs. Welcome back to the Ingredients for Success podcast. This is Andrew Rice. I'm here with Micah Osborne, the president here at Stratum Nutrition. Today, we're going to be talking about the most important leadership lessons that Micah has learned, as well as letting people do their jobs, which I feel is pretty important. Um, so yeah, welcome to the podcast, Micah. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we get into some of that stuff, um, wanted to talk a little bit, just brief background about you. Um, you have children. Okay. Couple. Couple children. And last I checked. <laughs> yeah, last, that you know of, right? Yeah. yeah. Two children. Um, and uh, your wife and you, I think is interesting, met at college. You guys were both collegiate athletes, right? Yeah. We, uh, she played basketball, so she can uh, outshoot and outguard me. But Can she outdunk you? She dunk? Uh, no. No? Okay. If I could dunk, then <laughs> oh okay. Right. <laughs> well, I can't either. It's the height thing. So. And I and I swam at uh, Missouri State. Okay, so we met. Cool, cool. Um, and then uh, we keep talking about going fishing. Still haven't gone yet. No. But you've gone a few times without me, so that's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you actually caught several on one of the last times you went out. Well, the last one I I snagged one. Oh yeah, that's right. But I didn't. I don't know if that counts as a catch. If you if you catch it on its fin, <laughs> yeah, it makes for a a more fun, uh, I guess, uh, more uh, more fun way to catch a fish. Um, it makes I guess it puts up a better fight. It's harder to drag in. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So. What if you were to pick a few resources that you use in the industry on a day-to-day basis that you go reference or like do you flag Google art? I think you flag Google articles based on topic and stuff like that. What what are some resources that you would you would recommend? I'd say uh you know I get a lot of my information from I'd say like nutrient ingredients um also all the different uh trade pubs. However, um, a lot of the things I read each day uh, come from uh, Google uh, alerts. So I set up, I've got a lot of Google alerts set for different topics, and they feed into a, a service called Feedly, which keeps it all in one place and shows me what I've reviewed and what I haven't. Um, those are those emails I get from you. Those are those emails, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like those because I think you apparently have better flags than I do at this point. Um, one piece of info or knowledge um, that you would tell the 20-something Micah Osborne based on what you've learned in business, um, specifically here at Stratum. So the 20-something Micah Osborne still thought that he was going to be a computer programmer. <laughs> So you tell him so, just to abort that? Yeah, just like quit that earlier and <laughs> okay. start studying dietary supplements because that wasn't at all on my radar. But 
but also that I will end up enjoying that job very much and the people that I've gotten to meet along the way. So no worries, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. So hang it, hang up the, uh, the code writing in the basement or whatever. Yeah. And maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, pay a little more attention to business law and also, that stuff in accounting class was actually kind of important. <laughs> those numbers, yeah. yes, all those numbers and spreadsheets. Right, and you're good yeah. at spreadsheets now. You do spreadsheets better than maybe not as good as Elaine. I can in read accounting, them. but I can read them. I know yeah. what they. I know what they're saying. Yeah, but uh, uh, I would not be very good at uh, putting them together. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> or or me. Okay. So yeah, let's get into. Um, let's get into the most important leadership lesson you've learned, um, and maybe just start there. So the most important leadership lesson I've learned is difficult, um, answer mainly because I've learned a lot Mm -hmm. and they all seem very important, but I, I would say if I had to pick just, just one, um, then I'd probably tell you two, but they're related. <laughs> so uh, first of all, it's, you know, surround yourself with talent or talented people. So uh, number one would be hire people smarter than yourself and let them do their job. Um, and then the second thing I would say would be to find a peer group, in, you know, inside your industry, but outside of your company that, um, you can go deep with and actually share a lot of your struggles and then also help them with theirs. Um, I found that to be very re- rewarding and uh, probably has changed the way I do things and changed our company, I would say, the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've even experienced that myself too with, I guess that's, you know, as a 20-something, maybe one of the things I should have uh, you know, that I would tell myself is like, listen more or, or, uh, listen more and say less and, and learn from other people's mistakes and not to try to make them all myself and learn the hard way. Cause I think those k- kinds of groups like that, those, those peer groups, you know, especially once you start opening up to somebody and develop that re- rapport and relationship with them, it's, it's just more and more easy to kind of even just feed off one another. Cause like you said, once that happens, I feel like you can draw, um, or instead of just drawing that advice, you can, you know, you kind of know more intimately about like what their struggles are and you might have just gone through something that they Yeah, with, with the peer groups and stuff, I think you get the most out of it once you finally drop that facade of, you know, number one, I'm trying to sell them something or number two, I'm trying to convince you that I'm, a, I'm like this when really I'm something else like Facebook syndrome, like Facebook syndrome. Yes. I love Facebook. It's great. It's a great view of the realities of this, of Of everybody's lives. Exactly. Cause only people only put like the absolute real stuff of their lives. Right. Right. So, and I think it's kind of a shame when you go to these conferences and, and all that and meet people and then you don't go any deeper than what you would on Facebook. I I think that kind of, defeats the purpose of getting to know people. Um, I think, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about trust and, um, accountability in in our Mm -hmm. company. And I think also, you know, if you don't, 
develop a, a certain level of trust with, with people that are probably dealing with a lot of the same stuff you are, then, then you don't get to benefit from, from those conversations and the interactions that you would have otherwise. So you had mentioned, you know, hiring people smarter than you are. I feel like that is a humble approach. It's, it's one I actually have heard and, and resonates with me. I, I feel the same way. Um, so can you go a little bit uh, more on that? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, you know, whenever I first started with uh, ESM, technology stratum nutrition um it was you know 2003 we're a small company uh, i think i was the second or third employee at, at the time so when you're a small company like that you, you're involved in everything and as you start to grow you know you add, need to add people to to do the work um it it's very limiting if you still continue to feel like you need to do everything and to be honest it it's best if you can find experts in the areas and then give them the the freedom to actually do the work and and it ends up being way better than you could have imagined uh, by doing that um, what's important though whenever whenever doing that is to then develop a, a level of clarity with the people that you have um, so that they know, number one, what their job is um, and what you expect them to, to accomplish and that your expectations are, are realistic. So it's, it's a two-way conversation. Um, if, if you're expecting things that aren't realistic or you're not explaining them well, it's hard for them to be able to do the job. But then secondly, they, you have to know that they understand what you're after. So <clears throat> clarity. And then after that, once there's clarity on the job and stuff, then it's an issue of just, you know, discussing with your team the, the direction of the company and, and where things should go and getting buy-in. And, um, you know, I, I watched a video recently uh, where there was a, about a submarine captain, and he was talking about instead of giving orders, uh, giving an intent. And I really like that um, because, you know, if you can draw a picture of what you want, the area that you want it to go, um, your team should be able to, to actually come up with all the things that need to be done and, and you'll end up in a better place mm -hmm. for that. So, Yeah, and I think a lot of times what you find with leaders specifically or or people that have risen through ranks because um, they've done a really good job, founders of companies and you've, executives, these types of people in business get to a point because a lot of times they're really good at a lot of different things. Um, and so I think a lot of times it's hard, and I've experienced this in the past as well, it's really hard to let go of things there's the control thing. You want things to be done a specific way. And so I think an important thing to remember um, that goes along with this is, yes, you may be good at it, but there's somebody that's great at it. And if they were on your team, um, then, uh, like you said, and you, get, you paint this picture, which is what you 
do here. You paint this picture and you allow all of us to, to do these things that, that we excel at. And as a team, we can collectively, you know, accomplish whatever that mission is at hand. Right. And I think we'll be way more successful if we can uh, work on, you know, our core advantage shouldn't be just that we make a great product. It, it really needs to be more about the culture and the, and the, the people because I'm, I don't really want to settle with one great product. It needs to be many great products. It needs, we need to be able to reproducibly come up with that next thing. And that only comes from a team and systems that are put in place. But, but even more than that, it's about culture and letting the culture drive the, the success versus, you know, a really unique and great product or, or the best marketing or, great research and, and science or whatever. All those are important, but they're pieces. Right. So, Yeah, and the foundational building blocks of what's going to push all those things forward are the individual talents, expertise, and drive of, of the individuals at the within the company. Yep. So when you, um, when you talk a little bit about, um, well, you talked a little bit about, you know, smaller company as you got bigger um, not being involved in things you talked about clarity and intent you know and and the ability to just check in regularly as opposed to like maybe the micromanagement that can happen or whatever um, which is normally a just um, you know a lot of times that that comes from um, trust and I think you even may have mentioned that you know, some trust or whatever. So, um, and that, that will be built up over time as you go through, um, providing that clarity, offering the intent and then checking in. But what are, I know that, uh, we use traction. I think we're going to talk about that on a different episode, at a different time, but um, maybe if we could just talk briefly about, you know, systems or how you go yep. about yeah, so I, I think it's important to, you know, if you're going to build build clarity and <clears throat> manage from a team that and ha be all on the same page, it's very important that you use some sort of a system to to run your company. Um, you know, I've seen companies who have come up with their own system over time. Um, we we chose to to not do that. We chose to adopt a system that was put together. It's called Traction. I think it's, it's a great system. Um, I don't know that it's absolutely the system you have, you have to go with, but, but it's a, but it's a good system. The, the benefit we've gotten from it is we all talk using the same language, um, or a similar language. It allows us, um, to, to meet regularly and set the, the intent or the direction of where we want to go and then set, um, milestones along the way that you know, in traction you call the milestones rocks that that then you hold each other accountable for. Uh, another good part of the system is is you start holding each other accountable as a team, as opposed to um, it all being a top down type of control or whatever. Um, so it allows a, a lot more uh, input and freedom and buy in. Uh, along the way so we, we've seen a lot of very good good results coming from that and yeah yeah I think 
you know, having gone through a few systems in the past, I, and like you said, this is probably not, I think there may be a better fit system for different types of companies, maybe different sizes, how they're run or whatever. Um, but this system traction has been good. And, and for me, I can be a scatter, a bit of a scatterbrain, right? The marketing creative in me. <laughs> no, no. And I can be kind of a hundred places at one time. And, and I think everybody can at some level get that way. And the day-to-day stuff continues to pile up and we've got to, we've got to do the day-to-day stuff. And I think one of the, one of the most helpful things or beneficial things about a system like this for me was getting those rocks that are like based on goals that we have for this, this quarter or this year. And we say, okay, we will get these rocks done because a lot of times those big things that you want to happen can just get pushed back and pushed back because we're just in the grind in the day to day and we, we don't find ourselves getting to them. So it's a huge, huge thing for me. Yeah, no. And so I think um, I think we've re- even talked or planned on having the uh, uh, episode about kind of that around that topic of systems and traction and blah, blah, blah. So um, how about um, can you tell me, um, you know, when we talk about peer groups, could you tell me a little bit about the peer groups that you've joined and maybe how how it's I and mean, we talked a little bit about how it's impacted the business, yeah. but can you. Yeah, so specifically the like the traction system and, and the reason why we chose to, to jump on that actually came out of discussions in a peer group that I, I joined. There were a couple other CEOs who were using that system. One had used it for eight or ten years. The other one had was brand new in it and seeing good results. And so I was able to kind of, before jumping in, kind of watch them a little bit and quiz them and ask them questions, which was great because that really helped us kind of make the decision, number one, to do it, and number two, um, how to how to go about it. So one of the peer groups that the one I'm actually talking about would be, it's called the Helm. Um, it used to be called the Helm Society, um, ran with Josh Kleinoff. But there's a, a group of nutrition CEOs. We get together on a regular basis and uh, – talk about problems that, that we've dealt with and um, get advice from each other. We also uh, have added some, know, taken some elements from traction and put into that where we also make commitments on, you know, what we're going to do better at uh, before the next meeting. And then you got a group of CEOs outside your, you know, your company that are holding you accountable to, to getting those done. Which has been good because uh, it it helps keep those at, at a, on your radar. That you know, when you know somebody's going to be asking you how'd you do on mm-hmm. you know X, then um, uh, you're going to get to it. And also, some of those things aren't, aren't uh, necessarily business related. I mean, I know there always seems to be at least one person who's talking about how they need to get more exercise or how they need to have. Uh, better balance between you know family time and and work and, and so on so some of it has to do with just you know personal health or um, 
and, and so on, which, mm-hmm. which is good because as busy, um, executives and, and so on, you, sometimes that, that gets put on the, on the sideline and, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you're, you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. So as um, opposed to just business counseling, right. you're in marriage right. counseling. Now. <laughs> yes. Right. At, right. And marriages have yeah. come up too. I yeah. mean, which, okay. you know, and that takes a level of trust, you know, to, to be able to sit down and, and talk about those types of things in, in front mm-hmm. of, you know, people in our industry. But, but I found it to be extremely beneficial because then as you meet those people, um, throughout the year, uh, at business conferences and, and so on, there's some of the closer friends that I have in the industry and, um, they're the first ones that I, you know, pick up the phone whenever I've got, got an issue I need to deal with, you know, I'll, I'll call them first. Um, the other, the other, uh, good peer type group that, that I've gotten involved in are, uh, associations. So, um, you know, we're a member of CRN, uh, I'm on the board at CRN and that, that's been a very good, um, experience to, to get involved. So, you know, definitely don't just join a, an association, actually get involved and you really get to know people that way too. And which, which can be very, very beneficial too. Cool. Yeah. I think that both of those are, um, excellent examples of, of resources or peer groups. Um, and yeah, so thanks for, thanks for sharing that bit of advice and taking some time out of your day. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, we've probably got a couple of topics that came out of this. I feel like we can talk through the next time. So thanks for, thanks for joining. Thank you. And, um, we'll do it again. So, Uh, Thanks for listening to Ingredients for Success, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Stratum Ingredients for Success podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.